This episode of Getting the Word with Truth's Table is brought to you by IVP. How can we authentically accept God's invitation to turn away from our sins and turn toward the mercy and grace of Christ? Stay tuned to learn more about Esau McCulley's new book, Lent, The Season of Repentance and Renewal. And by Truth's Table. If you've been blessed by these daily audio Bible podcast readings, please consider supporting Truth's Table on Patreon at patreon.com slash truthstable. This is IVP. Getting the word with truth table. Presented by Innervar City Press. The Daily Audio Bible Podcast, read by Dr. Christina Edmondson and Akemeni Uwan. Let's get in the word and may the word get in us. Open our eyes that we may behold wonderful things in your word. Old Testament reading, Psalm 125. A song of ascents. Those who trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion, which cannot be moved and will endure forever. As the mountains surround Jerusalem, so the Lord surrounds his people, now and forevermore. Indeed, the scepter of a wicked king will not settle upon the allotted land of the godly. Otherwise, the godly might do what is wrong. Do good, O Lord, to those who are good, to the morally upright. As for those who are bent on traveling a sinful path, may the Lord remove them, along with those who behave wickedly. May Israel experience peace. Daniel chapter 11 verse 29 through chapter 12, verse 4. At an appointed time, he will again invade the south. But this later visit will not turn out the way the former one did. The ships of Kittim will come against him, leaving him disheartened. He will turn back and direct his indignation against the Holy Covenant. He will return and honor those who forsake the Holy Covenant. His forces will rise up and profane the fortified sanctuary, stopping the daily sacrifice. In its place, they will set up the abomination that causes desolation. Then, with smooth words, he will defile those who have rejected the covenant. But the people who are loyal to their God will act valiantly. Those who are wise among the people will teach the masses. However, they will fall by the sword and by the flame, and they will be imprisoned and plundered for some time. When they stumble, they will be granted some help but many will unite with them deceitfully. Even some of the wise will stumble, resulting in their refinement, purification, and cleansing until the time of the end, for it is still for the appointed time. Then the king will do as he pleases. He will exalt and magnify himself above every deity 
and he will utter presumptuous things against the God of gods. He will succeed until the time of wrath is completed, for what has been decreed must occur. He will not respect the gods of his fathers, not even the God loved by women. He will not respect any god. He will elevate himself above them all. What he will honor is a god of fortresses, a god his fathers did not acknowledge. He will honor with gold, silver, valuable stones, and treasured commodities. He will attack mighty fortresses, aided by a foreign deity. To those who recognize him, he will grant considerable honor. He will place them in authority over many people, and he will parcel out land for a price. At the time of the end, the king of the south will attack him. Then the king of the north will storm against him with chariots, horsemen, and a large armada of ships. He will invade lands, passing through them like an overflowing river. Then he will enter the beautiful land. Many will fall, but these will escape. Edom, Moab, and the Ammonite leadership. He will extend his power against other lands. The land of Egypt will not escape. He will have control over the hidden stores of gold and silver, as well as over the treasures of Egypt. Libyans and Ethiopians will submit to him, but reports will trouble him from the east and north, and he will set out in a tremendous rage to destroy and wipe out many. He will pitch his royal tents between the seas towards the beautiful holy mountain, but he will come to his end with no one to help him. Chapter 12 At that time, Michael, the great prince who watches over your people, will arise. There will be a time of distress, unlike any other from the nation's beginning up to that time. But at that time, your own people, all those whose names are found written in the book, will escape. Many of those who sleep in the dusty ground will awake, some to everlasting life, and others to shame and everlasting abhorrence. But the wise will shine like the brightness of the heavenly expanse, and those bringing many to righteousness will be like the stars forever and ever. But you, Daniel, close up these words and seal the book until the time of the end. Many will dash about, and knowledge will increase. Joel chapter 2, The Locust Devastation Blow the trumpet in Zion, Sound the alarm signal on my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the land shake with fear, for the day of the Lord is about to come. Indeed, it is near. It will be a day of dreadful darkness, a day of foreboding storm clouds, like blackness spread over the mountains. It is a huge and powerful army. There has never been anything like it ever before, and there will not be anything like it for many generations to come. Like fire, they devour everything in their path. A flame blazes behind them. The land looks like the Garden of Eden before them. But behind them there is only a desolate wilderness, for nothing escapes them. They look like horses. They charge ahead like war horses. They sound like chariots rumbling over mountaintops. Like the crackling of blazing fire consuming stubble. Like the noise of a mighty army being drawn up for battle. People writhe in fear when they see them. All their faces turn pale with fright. They charge like warriors. They scale walls like soldiers. Each one proceeds on his course. They do not alter their path. They do not jostle one another. Each of them marches straight ahead. They burst through the city defenses and do not break ranks. They rush into the city. They scale its walls. They climb up into the houses. They go in through the windows like a thief. The earth quakes before them. The sky reverberates. 
The sun and the moon grow dark. The stars refuse to shine. The voice of the Lord thunders as he leads his army. Indeed, his warriors are innumerable. Surely his command is carried out. Yes, the day of the Lord is awesome and very terrifying. Who can survive it? An appeal for repentance. Yet even now the Lord says, Return to me with all your heart, with fasting, weeping, and mourning. Tear your hearts, not just your garments. Return to the Lord your God, for he is merciful and compassionate, slow to anger and boundless in loyal love, often relenting from calamitous punishment. Who knows? Perhaps he will be compassionate and grant a reprieve and leave blessing in his wake, a meal offering and a drink offering for you to offer to the Lord your God. Blow the trumpet in Zion. Announce a holy fast. Proclaim a sacred assembly. Gather the people. Sanctify an assembly. Gather the elders. Gather the children and the nursing infants. Let the bridegroom come out from his bedroom and the bride from her private quarters. Let the priests, those who serve the Lord, weep from the vestibule all the way back to the altar. Let them say, Have pity, O Lord, on your people. Please do not turn over your inheritance to be mocked, to become a proverb among the nations. Why should it be said among the peoples, Where is their God? The Lord's response. Then the Lord became zealous for his land. He had compassion on his people. The Lord responded to his people, Look, I am about to restore your grain, as well as fresh wine and olive oil. You will be fully satisfied. I will never again make you an object of mockery among the nations. I will remove the one from the north far from you. I will drive him out to a dry and desolate place. Those in front will be driven eastward into the Dead Sea, and those in back westward into the Mediterranean Sea. His stench will rise up as a foul smell. Indeed, the Lord has accomplished great things. Do not fear, my land. Rejoice and be glad, because the Lord has accomplished great things. Do not fear, wild animals, for the pastures of the wilderness are again green with grass. Indeed, the trees bear their fruit. The fig tree and the vine yield to their fullest. Citizens of Zion, rejoice. Be glad because of what the Lord your God has done. For he has given to you the early rains as vindication. He has sent to you the rains, both the early and the late rains as formerly. The threshing floors are full of grain. The vats overflow with fresh wine and olive oil. I will make up for the years that the arba locusts consumed your crops, the yelek locusts, the hazel locusts, and the gazem locusts, my great army that I sent against you. You will have plenty to eat and your hunger will be fully satisfied. You will praise the name of the Lord your God, who has acted wondrously in your behalf. My people will never again be put to shame. You will be convinced that I am in the midst of Israel. I am the Lord your God. There is no other. My people will never again be put to shame. An outpouring of the Spirit. After all of this, I will pour out my Spirit on all kinds of people, your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your elderly will have prophetic dreams. Your young men will see visions, even on male and female servants. I will pour out my spirit in those days. I will produce portents both in the sky and on the earth, blood, fire, and columns of smoke. The sunlight will be turned to darkness and the moon to the color of blood before the day of the Lord comes, 
that great and terrible day. It will so happen that everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be delivered. For on Mount Zion and in Jerusalem, there will be those who survive. Just as the Lord has promised, the remnant will be those whom the Lord will call. New Testament reading. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. Chapter 2. The Day of the Lord. Now regarding the arrival of our Lord Jesus Christ and our being gathered to be with him, we ask you, brothers and sisters, not to be easily shaken from your composure or disturbed by any kind of spirit or message or letter allegedly from us. To the effect that the day of the Lord is already here, let no one deceive you in any way, for that day will not arrive until the rebellion comes and the man of lawlessness is revealed, the son of destruction. He opposes and exalts himself above every so-called God or object of worship, and as a result, he takes his seat in God's temple, displaying himself as God. Surely you recall that I used to tell you these things while I was still with you, and so you know what holds him back, so that he will be revealed in his own time. For the hidden power of lawlessness is already at work. However, the one who holds him back will do so until he is taken out of the way. And then the lawless one will be revealed, whom the Lord will destroy by the breath of his mouth and wipe out by the manifestation of his arrival. The arrival of the lawless one will be by Satan's working with all kinds of miracles and signs and false wonders and with every kind of evil deception directed against those who are perishing because they found no place in their hearts for the truth so as to be saved. Consequently, God sends on them a deluding influence so that they will believe what is false. And so all of them who have not believed the truth but have delighted in evil will be condemned. Call to stand firm. But we ought to thank God always for you, brothers and sisters, loved by the Lord, because God chose you from the beginning for salvation through sanctification by the Spirit and faith in the truth. He called you to this salvation through our gospel, so that you may possess the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, brothers and sisters, stand firm and hold on to the traditions that we taught you, whether by speech or by letter. Now may our Lord Jesus Christ himself and God our Father, who loved us and by grace gave us eternal comfort and good hope, Encourage your hearts and strengthen you in every good thing you do or say. This is the word of God for the people of God. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Let us go boldly to God's throne of grace. Thank you, holy and righteous and merciful God. We thank you for your word today. Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are indeed good and you set the standard and definition of what good is, of what love is, of what compassion and mercy is. We are grateful, O oh God, at the beginning and the end of the day that you have defined our value. We thank you that we've been fearfully and wonderfully made. And we thank you, O oh God, that because of the power of the resurrection, because of the outpouring of your spirit, we, your people, can repent. We can turn to you in truth, in full acknowledgement 
of our idol-making in our minds and with our hands. We can tell the truth on ourselves. We can cry out that we are indeed a needy people and that we need your divine intervention to turn us away from that which does not please you and turn us towards your very self. And so, God, we thank you for the grace that comes through repentance. We thank you, O Lord, that your word testifies of your very, very long and consistent track record of saving those, of redeeming those, of forgiving those who simply cry out in repentance. God, you are merciful. Lord God, forgive us for the times when we, when we believe that you are not. Forgive us, O oh God, for the ways in which we see ourselves as being more compassionate or gracious or understanding than you, the divine and holy and righteous and compassionate creator. God, forgive us. Forgive us, O oh God, for the way in which we might feel a sense of, of idolatrous shame about your judgments, about your wrath, about your holy condemnations. For you are just and righteous and compassionate. No one can question you. And so, oh God, we thank you. We thank you that your spirit flows and it brings forth repentance. And we pray, oh God, for a revival of repentance in our hearts and a revival of repentance in our countries, in our cities, our nations, and from continent to continent. Oh God, let your people cry out to you. Forgive us, oh Lord. Forgive us for how we've created idols. Forgive us, O oh Lord, how we've esteemed ourselves above others. Forgive us, O God, for the way in which we have oppressed others or pretended that such does not take place. Forgive us, O God, for the ways in which we have dishonored your word, remixing it and changing it and and ignoring it or stepping over it, O God. Forgive us, O Lord, for the ways in which we think we know better than you. We thank you, O God, that you are indeed patient and long-suffering and slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love compassion and grace. And we thank you, O Lord, that your spirit has indeed been poured out. As the prophecy of Joel reminds us, that your spirit has been poured out on all kinds of people, from every tribe, nation, and tongue, that your daughters and your sons have and will prophesy and proclaim your good news. We thank you, O Lord, that prophetic dreams have come, that visions have come. We thank you, O Lord, that your spirit has come forth, and that your spirit still reigns, and your spirit still emboldens and strengthens and convicts and draws us unto yourself. God, would you draw us closer today? Would you draw those close to yourself who do not yet know you in the pardon of their sins and the grace in which you give out eternally and eternally? O oh God, save and set the captives free. Set us free from spiritual darkness and oppression set us free from earthly oppression. O great Redeemer and Liberator, be the God that you are and have always been, and set us free to love, to love righteously and with holiness, to love you, God, to love ourselves, to love our neighbors, and even to love our enemies. It is in your name that we pray and give you thanks. If we had a thousand tongues, we could not say enough. Thank you, thank you, thank you for all that you have done to set us free and for your divine patience, which waits on us as we turn from that which is wrong to what is right and only can be found in you. Amen and amen. 
Every year, the church invites us into a season of repentance and fasting in preparation for Holy Week. Often, though, we experience the Lenten fast as either a mindless ritual or self-improvement program. In his new book, Lent, priest and scholar Esau McCulley introduces the season of Lent, showing us how its prayers and rituals point us not just to our own sinfulness, but also beyond it to our merciful Savior. As a listener of this podcast, you can get 30% off Lent plus free U.S. shipping when you use the promo code the word that's code t-h-e-w-o-r-d at ivypress.com we pray this time of getting the word with truth's table has encouraged us all to not only be hearers of god's word but doers share your reflections on these scriptures with us on twitter and instagram using the hashtag get in the word and hashtag truth's table Saints, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things, practice these things, and the God of peace will be with you. Go with God. Get in the Word with Truth's Table is a production of InterVarsity Press. For 75 years, IVP has created and published resources that deepen lives for Christ to engage the university, church, and the world. Visit ivpress.com for more information. Our Bible reading plan is from biblestudytogether.com, and the Bible version is the new English translation used by permission. Sound engineering is from Pottery Studios, and our executive producer is Helen Lee. Let's go, so let